0: Uh, you know, Trestle uh, was chugging along just fine. And then the pandemic hit, and unfortunately it really hit me personally. I'm a COVID survivor um, and not a mild case survivor. I was hospitalized for a week and for three days, uh, two Harvard physicians uh, told me rather bluntly, Mr. Vinci, we don't know how this will end for you. Have you made end of life decisions with your family? And this was literally within minutes of being Uh, admitted into the hospital
1: hey it's josh before we get started with this episode i just want to ask that if you're listening please subscribe in your podcast app so you'll get notifications when new episodes come out and if you like this episode share it with a friend and maybe leave a review it will really help us out okay enjoy the episode
0: we just are getting some breaking news. We've got a live shot there of President-elect Joe Biden getting his COVID-19 vaccine.
1: To the latest coronavirus developments at this hour, the Biden administration has a new plan to get more vaccines to the public.
0: Meanwhile, more help could be coming to Americans as lawmakers are set to vote on the stimulus bill any moment now. And tonight we're learning the benefits from that bill could
1: kick in as soon as next week. Welcome to the Restarting America podcast. Today, we're excited to have Steve Vinci, the president and CEO of Trustle Compliance. Trussell Compliance provides risk assessments, compliance programs, and software for biotech, pharmaceutical, and medtech innovators. And Steve has 25 years of experience in regulatory compliance matters from government policy and enforcement to private sector business implementation and considerations. We're excited to have Steve on the podcast today. Thank you, Steve, for joining us today. We're really excited to have you on the Restarting America podcast. Well, thank you, Josh. It's a real pleasure to be here. Uh, before we get started with what's happened with COVID and your business and everything, I tell us a little bit about you and, uh, and your business before March of 2020. Like kind of what was going on before any of this happened? Sure. Well,
0: uh, I'm a consultant to the life sciences industry, which for the... Most people means the pharmaceutical, biotech, and medical device companies, and uh, I'm an attorney by training, and uh, my firm, Trussell Compliance, is a multidisciplined firm where we advise commercial teams, sales and marketing teams, on compliance requirements. We set up compliance programs and all the different elements of a compliance program for a life sciences company. We we focus on early-stage companies that either have one product or are about to launch their first product, and we're a team of of seasoned professionals. All of us are partner level uh, uh, folks who um, hit the ground running. So we provide a lot of support and value and that's the concept of a trestle. We help them build bridges between the worlds of law, business, science, medicine, and when necessary government.
1: Great, very clear. I think, I think we probably all thought more about the life sciences than we ever have this year um, as like it's our daily news. And everyone has an opinion and uh, whatever, which is probably interesting for you or just as someone who actually is uh, has expertise here.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, well, so I'm a first-generation American. My dad was a physician. Uh, both my parents immigrated from Hungary, and uh, he was a real healthcare hero of his time. He always put patients first. Uh, sadly, he passed away four years ago, but uh, I ran into um, several people that were his former uh, patients. And they all said, um, he was the best doctor I ever had. And they they didn't know each other. So it was pretty yeah. consistent. And so in this day and age, as you suggest, it's that scientists and physicians and healthcare professionals um, who are our current heroes of this age with the whole COVID pandemic.
1: Um, tell me a little bit about starting Trestle and uh, what, like how, how it got started and what was happening with Trestle like going into 2020, you know, I think we all like get into our annual plans, our quarterly plans of, here's what's, here, here's the conferences we're going, here's the plans that we have the clients that are, you know, tell me a little bit about starting Trestle and where, and where you were headed in 2020.
0: Sure. Well, uh, I'm a, a serial entrepreneur. Trestle is my third company. I've split the past 25 years um, almost evenly between being an in-house senior executive at a pharmaceutical company or being a, a senior uh, consultant. I was with the big four firm uh, and then became a, a partner at another boutique firm and opened their Boston office. And And then four years ago, it made sense for me to start my own firm, which is Trestle Compliance. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, we're a small boutique firm. We have about 10, 11 people, uh, very distinguished advisory board. We try to provide the absolute premium of services um, at a very affordable rate. So again, maximum value. Um, so when it before the pandemic we had a very healthy practice we were growing on average 25 to 30% a year um and then ironically last year uh, we had our absolute best year ever which uh, in, in a sense it makes me feel guilty uh, because of all the hardship that others have suffered um and I try to find a little humor in it. said maybe uh, the market's telling me something I should just stay on Zoom and not go visit people in person. (laughs) But um, all that said, um, it certainly speaks to the demand for um, staying in compliance and for the life sciences industry uh, being focused on launching new products. We're we're especially focused. Our clients are uh, in the rare disease uh, market. Um, And so you know, on one level, it's very inspirational. Um, just as my father um, literally got up in the wee hours in the morning, he's an obstetrician gynecologist to bring a new life into the world. Um, and he wanted me as his oldest son to follow in his footsteps and uh, nothing could be worse in his mind for me to become a lawyer. <laughs> but uh, all that said, uh, you know, Trestle uh, was chugging along just fine. And then the pandemic hit. And unfortunately, it really hit Me personally, I'm a COVID survivor um, and not a mild case survivor. I was hospitalized for a week and for three days. uh, Two Harvard physicians uh, told me rather bluntly, Mr. Vinci, we don't know how this will end for you. Have you made end of life decisions with your family? And this was literally within minutes of being uh, admitted into the hospital. Um, One of the best hospitals in Boston, Beth Israel Deaconess Hospital. Uh, It was a real life-changing event for me. Uh, It really realigned uh, in my mind uh, what's important and what isn't. As all uh, business people, we can be totally consumed uh, with our business. And For me, uh, the number one inspiration, um, even before but especially now, is my young daughter who's nine and a half. and uh, there there were moments, uh, and, it, and in listening to other folks who've had COVID, it's fairly consistent. It comes around two in the morning uh, where you wake up gagging for and uh, gasping for air and not knowing if it'll be your last breath, quite literally. Uh, and that happened um, first at home and then in the hospital. So four days in a row, not knowing if you're gonna make it to see the sunrise, uh, it's that extreme. Um, and, and so, you know, from a business perspective, it realigned my priorities, um, and it's uh, having been also a marine. I'm a glutton for punishment between compliance, COVID, and the Marines. I was a wrestler, a swimmer, uh, you know, and, and an oarsman. Uh, tough sports, tough, tough challenges, um, but it it, it um, creates a certain toughness and resilience that I think is critical, and that's that's a real message I would share with with other business folks and entrepreneurs, um, every challenge that arises in life um, truly has a silver lining. You just need to look for it actively and find it. Uh, but if you if you don't have that mindset, you never will uh, find that silver lining. So for me, uh, after surviving COVID, I, I was frankly flattered by uh, new clients literally waiting for me to come out of the hospital to sign up with our services, um, on a very personal level too, it renewed my faith. Um, uh, and uh, if I may analogize, um, you know, the the Old Testament speaks about Passover and and how important it is to have faith as the plague passes over you. Uh, and without that faith, you you may be lost. Um, and so. I really found that faith for me because that that in those tough, tough times where the best doctors, I had a Harvard professor of medicine and his resident top student both telling me in very serious terms, we don't know if you're going to live, um, that at the end of the day, you you have to turn to what motivates you. And again, not to impose my faith on others, but um, that really, really helped me. And so uh, it's a combination of your own personal toughness and resilience, and always looking for the silver lining, looking for the positive in whatever life throws at you, and, and then bouncing back with vigor and energy, um, and listening to the market and adapting to it. Um, so uh, I know I've shared a lot. Uh, I have you know, other thoughts, but I want to give you, Josh, opportunity to ask me uh, whatever questions you'd like for your audience.
1: Yeah, that's a powerful story, and thank you for sharing, and we're glad that you uh, recovered and uh yeah it's very powerful um and you talked about kind of you you come you come home and you have a, a, a wait list of clients ready to to sign up so tell us a bit about like what was that what was that like coming back like what and because also you're a consultant for many years you know you i get you're traveling you know you're uh i'll describe it as like business lunch like business you know it's like your your lifestyle in general has also changed um, Tell me what it was like coming back.
0: Well, you couldn't be more correct, uh, Josh. Uh, I was on a plane, uh, you know, every month uh, uh, before traveling to visit with clients. Uh, I, I frankly really missed. I've been on a plane uh, since last March, so you know, over fourteen months uh, now without flying. I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Excuse me. I'm, uh, w- one thing, um, you know, as a marine, there's a Clint Eastwood movie, uh, Heartbreak Ridge, that I actually was an extra in. <laughs> I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild, and uh, and um, I, will look maybe over drinks, I, I can share with you where to look. If you blink too fast, you'll miss me. But <laughs> uh, but in any event, um, you know, you, you adapt and overcome. Uh, and again, it's that lesson of resilience of of uh, looking for the opportunity and not being overcome by the challenge. Uh, but of course, you know, part of that is preparation. One of the best things I did pre-COVID was make a strategic decision to partner my consulting services with technology partners. Um, and in, in particular, to focus on privacy, data security, uh, as well as just automating uh, elements of compliance. And uh, I, I did that about uh, let's see, two years ago now, so a year before COVID in 2019, uh, and it could not have been a better decision. And we have found that that's what's given us the competitive edge, the differentiation, where we've won some pretty big projects because we had that software support, that technology, and our willingness to adapt to that and make the best of a remote situation. Um, Another example is uh, we do a lot of what's called field monitoring. And in the past, it was literally riding. They call them ride-alongs, riding with sales reps and visiting uh, with them and observing what they do. Uh, with COVID, of course, all that was put on hold. But we did come up with alternatives um, through Zoom and and participating remotely. So again, um, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? And and certainly that's been true here for us. And and i I know for you know around the world. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, when we started, um, you mentioned the sunshine and the background here, and I purposely have done this to sort of literally shed light on, on the very positive outcomes that that I'm convinced will continue. Um, the history of our of mankind is uh, overcoming challenges and then creating something better and newer. Um, and to having that that spirit with you, um, I think, is critically important for success.
1: Yeah, it's almost like it, like it's like a, it's like Norman Rockwell, like after the storm, like we're gonna be in the pool with like the the big. Employees. <laughs> it's like it's like I I feel it, like I like, I do feel it. Um, what it, it's interesting, I think, for businesses that we've talked to many businesses that have struggled. We have talked to many businesses that have done well. Um, but like what doing well and ad- like you say adapting is still like can be difficult, you know, even when like things are going well, tell me what what has been the greatest challenge of um, adapting to business during COVID? Uh, the greatest
0: challenge uh, again on a personal level is, is not having that, that direct human contact with my clients. I, I really pride myself on developing those relationships uh, uh, through trust and, and I'm a big proponent that you engage people's hearts and minds uh, through their senses. Uh, You exude the passion uh, and sincerity in what you're advising, particularly as a consultant, and try to see the world through your client's eyes. And that's best communicated live and in person. Uh, But short of that, to then really trying to embrace uh, this remote technology and and making it work for us Uh, uh, and and trying to be creative, trying. To, uh, so one of the things we also produce are compliance training uh, for our clients and to inject some fun, some videos, uh, some music, uh, again, engaging the senses uh, of the audience and knowing the audience uh, that I'm speaking to. And and it seems to have worked. Uh, the other thing we've done is uh, it's is not I think unique to COVID is something we would have done anyway, but it it uh, took on added importance is to revamp our website or revamp our LinkedIn, uh, increase our presence on LinkedIn through articles and messaging. um, So to just become more visible digitally and that's your, your uh, bread and butter, as I understand. Yeah.
1: Those are good ideas. It's nice. And I I, has a, has a, Have you felt like an impact from those things? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I think our profile
0: uh, has certainly risen. Uh, We've been fortunate to have been nominated for several awards as a company and have been recognized uh, both nationally and internationally, uh, which is is never a bad thing. We're very uh, humbled and grateful uh, for that. Uh, So uh, the other thing I did uh, that, again, I take great pride on is literally as I was going into the hospital, I sent um, messages to my current clients just to alert them yeah. that I would be out of pocket. Uh, and it's uh, it, trying to live by the golden rule. My, my golden rule is uh, you can never communicate with me too much, but you can certainly communicate too little. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the absence of, of information, there's a vacuum that then uh, nature fills. Uh, so sure. uh, I, I wanted to ensure my clients knew what was going on and it they really appreciated it in a tremendous way, uh, and it's just another illustration of what you give, you receive back uh, in, in multiple uh, bounties. So, um, my clients stuck with me. Uh, they were there's an incredible uh, human story to that, that people can get very jaded in the business world, and, and for good reason. I've certainly seen it and experienced it, but you know, my clients have been a tremendous showed a tremendous human side of caring and compassion to me and my family. Um, and, and again, I think if you live that yourself and ex- try to exude that day to day, again, people not, not only recognize it and see it, but they feel it. And then that's the important thing to really connect on a very deep personal level uh, with, again, one sincerity in what you're saying, uh, particularly in the world of compliance that I live in, which to most people is pretty ominous, boring, and even scary, <laughs> depending on where you sit.
1: Great. Um, one of the things that we've seen in the U.S. this year or last in the last year is um, also like a kind of like a we've seen the the health reckoning, the financial reckoning. We've also seen like a racial reckoning in society of uh, people becoming like aware of racism with the death of Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, and we've seen like many different businesses like conti- kind of continue to respond and. There's like a lot of things and, uh, with that, but um, one of the things that we kind of committed to a while ago is to continue keeping this conversation going. And so how have you or your business responded to like the racial uh, awareness reckoning in the, in the US? Well, uh, that, that's a great point,
0: Josh, and I'm glad you've raised it because I've really seen a tremendous change uh, in the way uh, corporate leaders have responded and reacted to these social issues. Uh, uh, in the past, the, the conservative, um, and I mean that not in a political sense, but, sure. but in, just in terms of uh, of, of behavior, uh, yeah. approaches to stay apolitical, uh, no comment. Uh, we just do our service, perform our business, mm-hmm. deliver our products, and, and let um, folks have their own political views. I think uh, that has changed tremendously in our society, and I think for the better. Uh, So, uh, you know, sometimes, um, you know, history is filled with examples where uh, people just looked the other way and didn't say anything, and tremendous uh, tragedies have occurred, and uh, uh, human losses of life. uh, And I think the lesson is, is that uh, you need to speak up, uh, and someone needs to speak up, and and if no one is, then someone needs to start uh, and be a leader and step up. And I think we've seen that where corporate leaders now um, have done that. And so it, it, with that in mind, I also uh, posted on LinkedIn a message of support for um, uh, the whole George Floyd situation and the recognition that, that the racial injustice uh, needs to be addressed. It's, it's been systemic, it's been a part of our world. And while I think the United States um, has led in positive ways uh, if you ever travel to other parts of the world, certainly uh, racism and, and discrimination uh, exist, uh, I would suggest, uh, even uh, to a far greater degree than in our country. But nevertheless, we we need to make significant improvements because the magic of the United States, and as the son of immigrants, uh, I can speak to this, is that it provides, on a relative scale, uh, opportunity for anyone um, who works hard uh, and and rolls up their sleeves and tries to be a good citizen and creates value. You know, it it doesn't come automatically. It's not handed to you. You have to make your own way. But in the U.S., you have a chance to do that. Whereas in many countries, you're you're born into uh, whatever lot in life uh, um, that society has cast and you can't get out of it. Uh, And so our society is very unique. It's the great American experiment um, that. Uh, again, it's very flawed. Always has been. We're flawed as humans, but on a relative scale, it's the best I believe that the world has ever seen. And so, let's work with it. Let's improve it. Uh, let's again, let's take that positive energy and spirit um, to look for the silver lining uh, and, and make what we have even better. And I think it's with that spirit that that I've uh, again posted messages in in a similar vein. Um, uh, it was very disturbing to me personally, and I think to many people around the world and in our country uh, to see children in cages uh, on the borders. Um, and and while that's a complex issue and having uh, served in, as a counsel to a congressional committee in my past, I've had multiple lives, so to speak, professionally. Um, and I certainly believe in the need to preserve, uh, to follow laws and to preserve the integrity and, and for legal immigration. At the same time, um, as a former prosecutor, I know prosecutors have prosecutorial discretion. And when it comes to children, I mean, really, children, uh, let's s- signal to the world our humanity. Let's signal to the world that we're a country that's better than that, than to put them in cages. I mean, th- uh, for me, again, as a father, to just even have the concept of my child in that condition uh, is just unacceptable, is just totally uh, mind boggling. Um, And so again, trying to follow the golden rule, uh, I wouldn't want that for anyone else. And uh, while we need to think about our own citizens and people and those in poverty, um, at the same time, again, the great promise of America is uh, as the Statue of Liberty suggests, is is that we welcome people who are willing to abide by our laws and willing to work hard and we give them a chance. Uh, And so, um, so uh, that's a long way of saying that as a, as a leader in business, I've tried to articulate that carefully, again, trying to be respectful of different points of view yeah, um, and, and recognizing that there are different points of view. But um, so I think that's the answer to your question.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I think it's also interesting how like LinkedIn has changed so much over the past many, you know, social media kind of continues to change over time. And I think like these kind of messages would have like, like, five years ago felt very odd on LinkedIn, but now like, they, you know, I think that there is this place where it's like businesses are communicating their their values, you know, beyond just like workplace value, you know. It it, it really is like a- uh,
0: And I think it's like with anything in life, there's a pendulum that'll swing one way and likely swing to a bit of an extreme, then swing back um, as people realize that the extreme may may be uh, uh, unworkable. uh, Sure. For most people so but um, again it, it's it's sort of like the stock stock market if you yeah. watch it in the aggregate it goes up and down up and down but over time it's been going up uh, and so i think that's uh a symbol for how our society has been progressing uh, again i tend to be an optimist i have to be in the work that i do <laughs> otherwise sure. it can be quite depressing <laughs> uh, working in compliance like who uh i don't know about you but when you're on a plane and you hear you know, you need to be in compliance with this, compliance with that. Your body sort of stiffens, and it's like, oh man, they're going to tell me what I can't do. I don't,
1: I don't, I have a, I have problems with authority personally, so yeah, yeah it's di- it's difficult. But I can follow rules; it's okay. Uh, so it's always, always looking for a workaround to the rules, right? It's like, oh yes, indeed. Well, you didn't I'm know a,
0: to do this. Mindset, believe <laughs> it or not,
1: <laughs> yeah. to think creatively. Yes, indeed. Uh, if you could go back to January of twenty twenty, it's so funny. It's like we usually ask people if you go back to January. If you go back to January of last year, not this January, um, and tell yourself, kind of like Marty McFly, catch yourself at the airport, or you know, like uh, as you're going somewhere, you have a few minutes with yourself. What would what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself if, if
0: that uh, if you feel like you you may have caught COVID don't wait, see a doctor right away, go to the hospital sooner than trying to be the tough Marine and, and gut it out. Cause that was my big mistake mm. in retrospect. And I've told uh, other folks who contacted me for advice about COVID. Uh, the other thing is um, be thankful for your family and for your wife and for your child and, um, and don't underestimate the value of, of them. Uh, they, uh, uh, my wife is a, a wonderful, beautiful, a, a tough lady. She's an exceptional businesswoman, too. Uh, it was thanks to her that I'm here. Uh, she's the one that, if you give the expression, kicked me in the ass <laughs> to, to go to the hospital um, uh, and, and sort of shook me into r- recognizing, hey, uh, you really need help uh, and you can't tough it out. And so. That's uh, probably the number one thing I'd say. Uh, the other thing is, uh, as I've shared before, is um, you're on the right track. Have faith. You know, keep doing what you're doing in a positive way. Keep looking for new opportunities, uh, and uh, things will uh, be well. So, uh, don't don't uh, give up hope uh, in the darkest of hours. Again, uh, lean on your faith and lean on your family, um, and and. The sun will come out.
1: <laughs> what's something that uh, is inspiring you during this time? It's a very, it, 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 I, mean, I think that it's maybe easier to be inspired. Now, it's still very difficult to look, but like what, what's something that has inspired you during the pandemic in general? Someone you know or don't know or that you follow or, um, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I have to say um,
0: what inspires me uh, and saddens me at the same time uh our pictures and these images of families uh, looking for a better life trying to come to the United States uh, as as well as uh, frankly um you know as they say once marine always marine uh, our service members inspire me every day uh, with their uh, commitment to serve our country to defend our values um and it's the and it's uh the 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 mothers and children out there—they're the backbone of of any family and society, uh, and I'm not sure they get enough credit. Uh, same thing with teachers, uh, and and of course uh, the heroes of this COVID age are these healthcare workers um, that I'll never forget—the uh, ones that personally treated me, the nurses, the physicians, the uh, true compassion in their eyes as they gently touched me on the shoulder and looked me in the eye and said, Mr. Vincy, um, with your permission, I'd like to call an ambulance for you. Uh, I'll never forget that moment as this doctor, or she walked in, took a look at me and told me that. And I said, well, why? And she said, well, I can tell um, you need to go to the hospital. Your oxygen levels are very low, likely. Um, Etc. So again, uh, these people inspire me. It gives me hope again in humanity. Uh, um, When I was flying, and I certainly intend to get back on the plane soon, I would look out the window, and I'd always be in awe of, for example, flying over New York and and seeing everything that's moving, uh, trains, planes, ships, automobiles, you name it, uh, people coming and going, all this construction, these incredible skyscrapers, and just thinking, well, how does all this work at once? Well, you know, most people must be good because they're doing their job, otherwise it wouldn't work. So uh, again, uh, while we hear in the news a lot of negative things and there sadly are a lot of negative things in our world, at the same time, I think on the aggregate, uh, most people are good. Most people wanna do a good job, uh, live a good life, um, raise a family, be part of a family and, and enjoy uh, their time here. And you know what, um, uh, that's a good thing to remember. I think and all too often we can forget about that so especially during a pandemic so um, which uh, to anybody is like nobody that's alive today lived through the last one I mean this is an unprecedented challenge it's it's always the fear of the unknown that's the biggest fear of all and I remember feeling that again myself uh, in the hospital where the very best doctors told me basically we just don't know we don't know what's going to happen to you and it's like you know holy crap Uh, this is bad. (laughs) Um, But then again, um, you reconfigure. uh, And again, in in true marine fashion, and and my family is this way too. uh, um, You never give up. You never give up. You look for inspiration. Um, And again, for me, uh, my faith uh, was a big inspiration, uh, ultimately in believing that there's a greater good Uh, And if you believe in it, um, it will help you. Uh, And and my, again, not to be too personal, but my comment was, uh, you know, do with me what you will, but please do what's best for my daughter. That's all I ask. And um, and I I know many people uh, have likely said that and and sadly are not here. But for whatever reason, I was blessed and I'm here. And, uh, you know, much like in the movie Saving Private Ryan, where that where um, uh, Tom Hanks looks at Private Ryan before he dies and says, make the most of this opportunity. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. And I'm sure as, as anyone that's survived any kind of deadly disease, it gives you this renewed commitment to make the most of what's left of your life to make a difference. That's why I'm on this podcast. I'm also, uh, it's inspired me to, to write a book. Um, and, and so it to just, again, um, uh, I think there's some real positive outcomes in going through something tough like this. And we've had great generations of the past, you know, the greatest generation that fought World War II, as, as they're called, and rightfully so, I think, in many respects. So it's it's all about resilience and bouncing back. Um, and again, looking for, for the opportunity in the challenge, because there, there always is one. With change comes opportunity. Uh, and and it's it's the unknown that is the greatest source of fear. It's the darkness, right before the light. Um, but the light will come. So,
1: yeah, I hope that's not too heavy. <laughs> it honestly, it's it's very uplifting. You know, it's like to talk to you in the, in the morning. It's like uh, I feel good. I think that Go I ahead. really enjoyed this conversation, and I think that everyone that listens will enjoy it and uh, hopefully smile. And you know, I think that you're able to to describe things that are very difficult and then with your positive outlook after to it is i think it is like uplifting and i think that i hope that anyone that listens to this feels uplifted too i feel very i feel good and i hope it seems like you feel good and uh i think that it's like a good power so um thank you a lot for spending the time with us we're going to link to trestle in the notes and um find on the website or in the podcast app and I just wanna thank you again for joining us and am glad that you recovered and that, uh, that the business is going well. And I wish you a lot of health and happiness in uh, this year for you and your family and your colleagues and your clients and for everyone that you interact with and uh, that everything should be really good. Thank
0: you very much, Josh. I have to say, it's been a real pleasure to meet you. Um, uh, I don't know if, I don't think folks can see it, but you have a, an engaging, energetic smile, oh. uh, a real sense of uh, positive energy yourself. Uh, And so it's been a real pleasure and a real honor. And if if there's anything I can do for you and your organization, uh, please let me know. Uh, It would be a real pleasure and an honor to do so.
1: Have a great day.
0: Okay, you too. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Restarting America podcast. Make sure to subscribe in your podcast app and visit restarting-america.com for more episodes like this one. Restarting America is produced by 97 Switch.